When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. It's October 11th, 1994, and another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by Aria, Rebecca, and Ali, the Retrospectors. So it was on this day that a spokesperson from Coca-Cola told the independent newspaper, we have faced competition throughout our history. Consumers consistently demonstrate, when given a free choice, that they prefer our product. Uh, The news they were responding to, the imminent launch of Virgin Cola, Richard Branson's ultimately flawed attempt to enter the cola wars. And the uphill battle was clear right from the very start. A guy called John uh, Taking Sitcher. on one of the world's biggest companies. Yeah, yeah. right. We would have thought that that would, be, <laughs> that would be hard. But yeah, this guy called John Sitcher, once the drink did actually come out, the publisher of a US uh, trade publication called Beverage Digest, uh, was instantly dismissive and he said it would be easier to make a snowman in July in Florida than to take on Coke and Pepsi. Well, I suppose to be fair to Richard Branson, he knew that he had a distribution mechanism ready-made, didn't he? namely his own empire, uh, because he knew that he could start placing, basically, bottles of Virgin Cola on Virgin Atlantic, giving it free to business-class passengers, whatever they call them, upper-class passengers, so giving it a certain cachet. He Mm. knew that he could put a massive 40-foot billboard astride the Virgin Megastore in New York City. He knew that he could put it on tap at Virgin Cinemas, so you went and asked for a Coke and you had no choice but to have Virgin Cola. Mm. So I suppose like the, the first hurdle that a lot of burgeoning new cola companies have to jump which is just having enough money to tell people that you exist, that is something that he could get past pretty quickly. He saw the disappointment of people who are being offered Pepsi in place of Coke and was like, I could do that on my things. (laughs) (laughs) I think he genuinely believed it tasted better. There's this story that he took it to his kid's school and did a taste test, which is exactly the sort of thing you could imagine Richard Branson doing. Can can you imagine being Richard Branson's son or daughter just being like, oh, dad, not again. Turning yeah. up in a stupid costume. Like, hey, kids, let's do a cola taste test. Let's just put it away. You're a billionaire. Just calm down. The other thing that Richard Branson was very good at was he knew how to disrupt. You know, so his big stunt when he did finally launch the uh, the Virgin Cola uh, beverage was to go to Times Square in a tank and drive through three tons of Coke products before starting to launch Virgin Cola at the Coke billboard. Yeah, I mean, it was a literal disruption, probably to traffic for most of the day, because the the Coca-Cola billboard had been rigged with pyrotechnics to simulate an explosion. I mean, it's actually, I feel like a brand probably wouldn't do this anymore for a variety of reasons. Mm, But he then pretended to fire his vintage Sherman tank at the billboard and caused it to sort of visually explode in front of a presumably stunned public. Well, all of this you're describing is the launch of the product in the USA, which is worth mentioning is a few years after That's true. That's true. Um, the UK launch. And it never really worked in the US. I mean, in the US, I think at its peak, it had a 0.5% share of cola sales, despite being product placed in Friends. I mean, there are mm. clips of Monica drinking Virgin Cola. You imagine what that must have cost. And yet it never really took hold. Whereas in the UK, it did last till 2009, very much in third place behind Coke and Pepsi. But it did have something 
of a mm. foothold. It was the choice when you were looking not to get the supermarket own brand because that felt cheap, but you didn't want to spend the money on the big boys. That's ultimately where they positioned themselves. It was a price thing, wasn't it? They were cheaper than Coke and Pepsi. They were, but they were also sexier and, you know, in a very sort of literal way. Uh, <laughs> People Branson. who actually want to have sex with a cola bottle. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> so ridiculous. Well, yeah, so Branson had uh, devised this top-heavy bottle, which was modelled after Pamela Anderson, uh, and it was going to be called the Pammy. He had it chatting over dinner with his wife, and the next day he called up Anderson and said, is it cool if I do this? And she said, yeah, totally fine. Well, I think she said, talk to my people, and then I'll right. whether it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but she gave the go-ahead and he didn't even have to pay for the rights to call the bottle the Pammy. Is that right? Um, yeah. So I was he, being so he had this sort facetious. Of... I just assumed that was like a multi-million dollar payday when Pamela no, Anderson no. lent her figure to bottles of cola. Is that right? Oh, wait, no, wait, wait. She sorry. Got nothing. I'm, I'm confused at how Pamela Anderson was even consulted in the first place. Was the bottle really so... I mean, I've seen pictures of the bottle. Was it so closely moulded off her physique that she would own the rights to the bottle? <laughs> You're right. It is some curved glass. I suppose that's they true. were going to call it the Pammy, and the that's Pammy, why they exactly. needed the permission, wasn't it? They needed her to pose with it in a newspaper yep. otherwise. Otherwise, the story would be Pamela Anderson upset that Virgin have stolen her image <laughs> rights, which doesn't yeah. play into Branson's David versus Goliath narrative. It was also part of the thing that he wanted to do in even calling his brand Virgin in the first place. It was all a bit of a sly wink at um, something resembling sexiness. And the, the time was right for a sexy cola reboot as well, because even though looking back, it seems crazy to think that any brand, even one the size of Virgin, would try and take on Coca-Cola. At the time, Coke was suffering through a bit of a publicity slump. In 1985, there'd been the new Coke fiasco, which I think we'll probably end up talking about in like five or six years, when the Coke... <laughs> You've got when, us down, haven't you, Rebecca? Well, I feel like <laughs> we've done... That's the kind our, of pointless marginalia we like to discuss in nonsense we do. <laughs> I feel like we can only do a Coke episode every so often sure um, so but in 1985 they brought in this new recipe new coke everyone hated it they brought back classic coke now a lot of people think it was a deliberate scam to boost original coke sales but at the time it was certainly seen as a big public failure and they also introduced this weird thing in 1993 called okay soda trying to hmm. capitalize on ironic gen x's and they was like oh, this soda's just okay. It was actually quite ahead of its time. You know, when you look at it, you can see what they were trying to do. But they had had a couple of recent high-profile flops. And you can see how someone like Richard Branson might think it's time for Coke to be sexier. Well, also, Pepsi had the sexy celebrity thing done all the way down from sort of Michael Jackson through Justin Timberlake. So Coke couldn't do that. And the Virgin strategy isn't quite that, despite the Pamela Anderson Association. It's not using celebrity to sell. It's actually using much more blatant sexual language, mm. Virgin, to sell something. And in fact, the sexist advertising that you associate with the kind of Virgin air stewards marching through the airport looking like sort of James Bond sex bombs was absolutely present and correct in a very 90s way around all of their merch as well. They had, which they distributed to lots of stores and are now like £100 on eBay if you can find one, kind of anime characters, girls with pop socks and tight shorts bending over, holding a pistol, with a sign saying, pull me, which went on <laughs> retailers' doors instead of your, your open and closed sign. So they were they, absolutely saying, like, do you like sex? Try Virgin Cola. I mean, Richard Branson has claimed before that it was outselling Coca-Cola in the UK, which I couldn't find any corroboration for that no, claim. But it was certainly it was certainly doing well considering how new it was on the market. It was actually it was the victim of what Branson would later call a systematic kneecapping job by Coke. 
Okay, so let's talk about that because yeah, I started the episode by by quoting Coca Cola's spokesperson, and it does appear that they did um, engage in some tactics that do seem a bit underhand. So one of the things that they did is they threatened smaller retailers with taking away their fridges um, that Coca-Cola own and license. You know, particularly in developing countries, you go to shops where the only refrigeration is provided by Coca-Cola and it has an advert on it. So that Mm. is a, I mean, you know, that's a difficult decision for a retailer to make. They're not going to want to stand up to Coke and have their PAMI bottles that much. I think you can just see them walking in being like, nice fridge you got there. Be a shame (laughs) if something happened to it. (laughs) And then the other thing they did is, is with the bigger retailers is essentially just give them the product for free. Like, more mm. or less. Like, make it so cheap for, them. for Tesco and Asda that why would they stock Virgin? I mean, looking back on it, one of the things that Richard Branson says now was only to go into business where we were palpably better than all the competition. A point that Virgin Cola did win over the big guys, though, was they were the number one cola in... Liechtenstein. Is, it, is that true? Did you find no, that? I don't know. No, I don't know. No, I don't know. I'd only found one place. <laughs> Bangladesh. Oh, I saw something about that when I was researching. And did you see, I don't know if we read the same thing, but it was really phrased as like, when he realised that the only place they were winning was Bangladesh, he decided to throw in the towel. In the company, like, yeah. Like, that's oh, huge. Like, yeah. Wow. Thanks, thanks Bangladesh. Hey, Bangladeshis, yeah. I'm happy to be the number one podcast in your country. I feel like I've been hiding this in the whole episode, but I actually really dislike Coke and all variations thereupon. Wow. I'd like to teach the world to hate. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow. Putting a little mood music on the phonograph and inviting in a female acquaintance for a quiet discussion on Picasso. Love the show? Support the show. Patreon.com slash retrospectors. Part of the ACAST Creator Network. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.